Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the Ken Coleman Show, is my co-host today as we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're with us. Tell a friend that we're here and spread the word for us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. The number again, 888-825-5225. Mike is in Boise. Hey, Mike, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, sir. How can we help? Well, I've got a quick question regarding a second home, and I'm wondering if I am sacrificing too much to hang on to that home uh, from a financial standpoint. Okay. What's the sacrifice? Well, um, so for, from a money standpoint, net income, we bring in approximately 5000 a month, five to 5300 a month. That's take-home pay? That is take-home pay. Okay. Um, because of the second home, it requires, I need about 6200 a month when I take into account all the expenses that the second home causes. So I'm able to, I do a little side hustle and I can work overtime at work, but in order to afford that 6,200 a month, I have to work some overtime or do my side hustle to make that extra money. And I'm just wondering at what point I'm, I'm working too much to hang on to the second home rather than just sell it and enjoy some other things right now. Hmm. What's the trajectory of your main income? Is it going to go up substantially in the next couple of years, or is this a temporary thing, or is it going to be a gradual increase? Well, I would say my, my main income won't substantially increase. However, in about four years, I will retire, which will give me access to all of my retirement accounts. At that point in time, I could simply pay off the second home, which would have about $100,000 remaining at that point. Um, so at that point in four years, it becomes easy again. Uh, I'm just kind of wondering between now and that, that four year mark. How much is in your retirement accounts? Um, well, first of the year I was just over a million. So it's probably around 800,000 at this point. I haven't looked recently, uh, but somewhere around how old are you? I am currently 50. I'll retire at 54. I'm a firefighter. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have access to this type of account without penalty? That's my understanding, yes. Uh, it's a 401k as well as a 457, and I believe because of my occupation, yeah. there's uh, a law that allows me to access it early. I think that's true. Um, so what is the house? What's it worth, the second home? Um, I would say roughly 800000 Wow. It's in a pretty desirable kind of vacation area. So it's like a mountain house or what? Mountain house, yes. The home you're living is worth what? Um, probably close to that, maybe a little less, seven to seven fifty, I would guess. So you're a sixty thousand dollar a year, or well, that's take home pay, an eighty thousand dollar a year multimillionaire. 
I guess, yeah, net, uh, and from a net worth standpoint, yeah. Uh, that's how you measure net worth. That's how you measure millionaires, net worth. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I feel pretty fortunate. I just So uh, how much do you, I mean, it, it, at the start of this call, I was getting ready to say dump this thing, but it starts to sound like a really nice place to be, and you've got the money. Um, it's just you can't get to it right now. Right. And yeah. so are you willing to pay, f- pay the price of four years of overtime to hang on to it? It's a, it's a values judgment on your part. There's not a dumb, there's not a dumb box. We check in this, you sell it. You're dumb. You don't sell it. You're dumb. That's neither one of those is true. Okay. You're not dumb. You've you've done a okay. great job. I, I feel like I'm hearing either, uh, some physical tiredness or maybe emotional tiredness. Is that true? I think maybe some emotional. I, I can continue to work. I'm I'm not afraid to work. Um, I think just emotionally sometimes, mm-hmm. and I think it stems from the point that we don't use it very much. And so I just wonder why am I continuing to pay this much? Are money? you going to use it at retirement? Well, I sure hope so. Uh, I hope we'll use it more than we do now. Mm-hmm. But it's unknown. You know, it's just unknown. Well, at the point you're not using the thing, then it changes the entire conversation. So, um, you know, it, it sounds like it might be a dream from the past, not a dream for the future. I think I would agree with that. I think we always wanted to have one when our kids were young and now they're, um, college age. Um, and I just, yeah, we always wanted one when they were young and we didn't have it that at that point. And now we have Sell it. it. And, but we, yeah. I hear yeah. it. I hear that all over you. Sell it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's not really bringing you joy. It. It's that whatever that woman is that says, does this thing bring you joy thing, right? And <laughs> yeah. it's not bringing you joy, right? And yeah. so, yeah, dump the thing. It's not, it, it's the past. It's a rear, it's a memory. Now, here's the okay. thing. Nothing is forever when it comes to this kind of stuff. This particular property will be gone, but you're going to be sitting on several million dollars when you retire. Agreed. And that, that will buy you a week in a mountain house mm-hmm. anytime you want to go. Yeah. Okay. So yep. like we, we rented a, uh, like a 15,000 square footer on the slopes at Crested Butte and took all of our family and way too many of their friends and everything else up there is a beautiful home. And I didn't have to own the thing. I just bought it for the week. You know, it was yep. great. It was an expensive yep. week, but, uh, it's a lot less than 800,000 bucks. I can tell you that. And yeah. so, you know, so you can go to the mountains to a mountain house anytime you want, dude. Yep. Uh, yeah. just not this one. And and yeah. and if you really really miss it, you can go buy a four or five hundred thousand dollar one after retirement and not blink. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, agreed. I'm I'm done. Yep. I'm done. Get rid of that thing, man. Yeah, no question. It's gonna it's gonna what set is that him woman's free. name Marie Condi. Help yeah. me with this. Guy. Uh, Condo Marie yeah. Condo Marie yeah, Condo. Yeah. Does this give you joy? Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's yeah. hilarious. I love that. Yeah, because it's the op- she's like an alternative a sweet version of the minimalist or something yeah, yeah. oh is that get the rid uh, of like, this crap get everything yeah. ordered in your house to give you yeah. peace or something yeah just get, oh yeah get okay. rid of the crap it's an organizer like yeah that. yeah, yeah. I, I, you can tell i'm completely not her market but anyway. yeah i think Stacey mentioned that once and i may have seen it in passing walking through but the yeah, living room it's, it, it, the concept is right though it's i like right. what she says i yeah, like i like correct. her concept is does this give you joy and yeah. at it, at the 
point here is it's a trade-off it's it's a lot of work mm-hmm. to pay and he's almost got it paid off it's aggravating it's within reach but just, even then you nailed it though you, you got could feel you it. got to maintain the stupid thing yeah and this is good he's he's gonna be great financially now he's gonna have There's this bird being done right now yeah on my lake house yeah even if it's all paid off you got yeah. the more crap you own the more repairman you have to know but i like my lake house so i'm fine with a little bit of painting being done down there today but you just, you know, yeah, does this thing, there's always a trade-off. And, and yeah, get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's, it ceased to be fun some time ago. This is the Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Well, we know uh, with talk of inflation and uh, actual inflation, and when you go to the gas pump, you have a minor freaking heart attack. We know with the recession having hit, not much of one, but it is a recession. It's kind of a wimpy little recession. It's like a baby recession. A little tiny baby baby misty recession but it's here and so uh we know with all that it can be scary uh and with that oh now you can get real scared and i'm out of control with my money yeah now you can get real scared and how am i going to retire and how am i going to get rid of these student loans okay you don't have to live like this you have to get to the point where you say enough is enough and decide to make some big changes because uh you can't keep doing the same things you've always done and expect different results. That's the definition of insanity. That means it's time to, time to try Financial Peace University. Uh, you're going to learn the proven step-by-step plan to actually win with money. And when you follow the plan, you'll not only get out of debt, build wealth, but become outrageously generous, learn to work with your spouse on the money, and, uh, man, the whole subject starts to be a smile instead of a frown. So uh, if you have ready to say, I've had enough then I go to RamseySolutions.com slash enough, and we'll get you into Financial Peace University. Almost 10 million people have done this. RamseySolutions.com slash enough. Time to get with it. Tyler is with us. Tyler's in Tallahassee, Florida. Hi, Tyler. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Hey, so I'm a, uh, a farmer, and I'm a young guy. I'm only 27. Um, and I also work full time for a, uh, as a, in like a maintenance position and, um, I've, I've grown my business and it's been kind of like a side hustle in a way and it's never really made money. And then this year we, we made around a hundred thousand dollars Wow! in, um, profit for our blueberry season. Yeah. We, we grow blueberries. And so, um, we had a really good year and I'm kind of torn now I'm, I, I've, I've worked for five years or six years now on building this business up and it's, it's always been a dream to make, make it work and it's made it, I've made it work and now I'm like, what do I do next? And so I've got some questions about, um, what do I do with this money? 
um, I have some debt. Um, I have a truck payment, and we actually owe a little bit on our farm. Both of those uh, combined are up. I think it's forty five thousand, almost to the dot. Mm-hmm. Forty five thousand one hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do I pay that off? Yes. Um, well, another thing is I have. Uh, so blueberries are very, they're kind of a, a, a specialty crop, and you have to be careful with them because frost in Florida, North Florida, frost can really damage them. Mm-hmm. And so I've been I've been squeaking by. I don't have the frost protection that I need, which is going to cost like seventy thousand now because you know the price of everything has gone through the roof, and it's ninety percent PVC pipe, and you know that's just gone through the roof with with prices. Mm-hmm. So do I spend the money on that, or do I get out of debt? I mean, I, how many acres have I'm you got in? Uh, how many acres have you got in blueberries? Um, it's six acres right now, uh-huh. um, but I want to expand, and that's uh-huh. that's the other side of the question. I've made money, and I'm to the point now where I can't grow anymore until I do this full time. I've either got to, you know, or get off the pot, and I don't know what to do there because I, I either work full time. I'm, I'm working full time right now, you know, seven to five. And then I, I go to do my farm. And How I farm predictable from, is this you know, crop annually? Uh, it's pretty predictable with frost protection. I mean, the so what? What is, what is why is this the first time so, in five years you've made this money? Well, I've I've started the business. So when you start it, you you your plants are really tiny, and then they have to grow for three years, and it just takes money. And and so we we started with a dream, me and my wife, and we had carried some land. Now we've got the land, and it took us a couple of years to get the well and everything, get the money together, and then you know five years comes along. This is just our first profitable year. We've it's your first, it's your first real crop. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. That makes sense. I understand that. What okay. do you make in your day job? Uh, about forty-one thousand. Is that gross? Yeah, that's okay. gross. All right. I would work one more year, mm-hmm. and I would pay off all the debts today. And I would put in 50% of the uh, frost protection, three acres. Yeah. Well, I, I thought about that, but the problem is you have to put a large well in. And so the, the water is – you basically are, are irrigating the whole six acres. You're making it rain out there, a quarter of an inch of rain per hour. And so I, it, it's either all or nothing. I can't do half of it. No, it's so, not. No, it's not. The well is not the whole. I mean, you put the well in and put some of the pipe in. Well, you no, don't have the money to do the whole thing, and you don't need to do this all year. You do not. You do not need to borrow money to do frost protection. And effectively, when you've got m- borrowed money on the land and borrowed money on the truck, and how much is your truck worth? Um, it's uh, in today's market. Who knows? It's a 2019 F-150. How many miles? No, that that's like a sixty thousand dollar truck, right? I would say like 45 now. Yeah, probably. Sell I, don't, it. I don't know. I hadn't looked in a while. Sell it. Okay. And do the frost what do protection. I haul my tractor with? <laughs> well, get an old truck. Okay. Tractors don't care how new the truck is. The only person that cares is the redneck yeah. behind the wheel. Well, this is our, our mainly our only truck. I'm not going to argue with you. You make $41,000 a year. You're driving a truck that's too stinking expensive. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes, right. It's nuts. And you need to get rid of the truck and get your frost protection in, go make you some money, and then get you a nice truck later. But get you a work truck right now, like real farmers use, 
not pretend ones. Yeah, nobody. Uh, that's a very good point. The tractor doesn't care, and your you know your family doesn't care. There's no, no value out of that. Uh, listen, I he's dodged the bullet. You've dodged the bullet to this point on the frost. I understand it, but paying off. The I am debt, not going to tell you to use this money. Yes, to put in the frost protection and keep the debt. Yeah, and no. drive that truck. I'm not going to tell you to do that. It's not no. what I would do if I were in your shoes. No. You've worked too hard to get to this point, and the crop is at risk because of the truck you drive, not because you're unwilling to, not because of debt so get rid of the stupid truck now you got the money ta-da just like that it all worked out yeah except Simple for that move. except for that ego part yeah on the truck but yeah i mean it's just yeah and I, then i want to address he he asked the question hey i also want to by the way to i drive a this. nice truck and i don't mind you having a nice truck but the night, you know, the truck is way down the list of things that I care about in this conversation. I care right. about this crop, this business. Right. I care about growing, getting the frost protection on it, so we can stabilize the predictability of the crop coming in. The business model is firmed up considerably when you do that. Now, next time you make a whole bunch of money, you can quit work, move up in trucks, and buy acreage. That's exactly right. With next year's crop. That's right. So that's when you make the move, Tyler, full time. You've got all the other stuff paid for, no debt. And now you can pay yourself more than what you're actually making in your day job. It's a math it's a math equation. That's you don't have you the, the money to pay your bills if you quit and use this money for frost protection That's and correct. debt reduction. That's correct. So you've got to work one more year. At least. And when the crop comes in next time, set that money set a year's worth of living expenses aside yeah. and then use the rest to expand the business. I just wouldn't be in a hurry, you know, and I agree you can do it in a year, but even two years, just stock stock that money up. Only twenty seven, twenty six. Yeah. Yep, that's what I would do. It's an interesting call, man. Thank you. Thanks for sharing all that with us. That's, I'm happy for all your success, too, by the way. I love blueberries, Dave. High in anti- antioxidants, just in case you were keeping score. Um, You're not. You, you, you like the blueberries? You, you and my health food wife will have to discuss this stuff. <laughs> Sharon knows about blueberries. I don't know about it unless it's bad for you. <laughs> and I have consumed it recently. So there you go. And I have the physique to prove it. So shut up. I'm not saying right. anything. I know you're not. Isn't it time to go you're, to commercial? You're way too smart for that. <laughs> Turn the commercial up. Turn the bump music up. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Number one best-selling author, Ramsey personality, and host of the Ken Coleman Show is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Jason and Nicole are with us. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Doing how great. Are you? Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Where do y'all live? St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, nice. Welcome to Nashville. Thank and you. here to do a debt-free scream. How much did you pay off? We paid off two hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. Yay! And how long did that take? Just over two and a half years. Whoa, you're getting it. And your range of income during that time? We made between two hundred and twenty-five to 275000 Nice. What do you all do for a living? 
Well, I'm an account executive for a large home health care company. Mm-hmm. Real estate agent and property management. Ah, good time to be in that world. Yeah, good. So $245,000 was what kind of debt? That was our house. You paid Whoa, off your house. That's right. Looking at weirdos. Sure are. I love it. Good for you. Well done, guys. Thank you. So what in the world started this journey two and a half years ago? And get after it, man. You knocked it out fast. Yeah, well, I uh, we were kind of inching along being Dave-ish for about the past five years. Uh, we, we already had our house on a 15-year mortgage. We had no credit card debt. We had the, ha- the cars paid for. We just had that mortgage left and uh, kind of looked at each other and said, why don't we just knock this thing out? And uh, we certainly have the income to do it. And so we sit down and made a plan and got the family involved. And, and that's what set it off about two and a half years ago. Yeah. You're making banks, so why not knock it out? Exactly. You, know, right. you look down, you go, ah, oh, that's doable. Right. Yeah. So how much did that change the payments? What was that new sacrifice and new commitment? Oh, every every ounce of money we had left, we threw at the mortgage. Every so eight or eight or ten thousand bucks a month. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Every bonus I got every spring, I would go to the bank and gladly pay my entire bonus on the mortgage for the past couple of years, and we made a big deal out of it. Actually, we got the kids involved with our debt-free jar. So mm-hmm. two and a half years ago, we put two hundred and forty-five Skittles in the jar, mm. counted them out one by one. And everybody made a little note of what their dream vacation would be once we got the debt-free jar empty. So there's some little pieces of paper floating around in here that everybody made their dream vacation on and every paycheck. We have just, we read the dream vacations? We have, yeah. Right, so what were the kids' vacation dreams? You t- you have to tell us. They're not on mic. Well, you tell us. Tyler wanted to go to Ford Wilderness Camping. Mm-hmm. Wanted to go camping at Disney. Yeah. Right? And Sophia wanted to go to Legoland. Legoland. That's good. I like now both of those. Good choices. What about you two? Well, I want to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. What part? Greece, Italy. Yeah, nice trip. That's still on the list. Maybe next summer. Okay. <laughs> and mine was to uh, drive across country and make a stop here to do our debt-free scream. So, see, wow. see, now there you go. I mean, now, now we know. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We didn't drive. We, f- we ended up flying up here, but yeah. That's all right. Good job, man. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'll, I'll choose Greece and Italy. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Next summer. Yeah. <laughs> Good news is you don't have to make a choice. You can do them all. That's correct. That's it. That's so there right. we go. Good. And so we empty the Skittles, and here we are. That's right. Mm-hmm. I love it. Very good, guys. Very good. I got to know who ate the last Skittle. Oh. That would be Sophia. Okay. Way to go, Sophia. Very nice. What color was it? Do we remember? I believe it was yellow. Okay. I think there's a they picture was. of she her. She confirmed uh, that it was yellow. They yes. actually helped make the last payment. They ah. each pitched in $10. To oh, make the last payment. Nice. Yeah, we were sure. Well, I mean, we Legoland is on the on the. Uh, it's on the table here, so we got to <laughs> knock this thing out. <laughs> got to have some skin in the we game. We don't want to be twenty bucks short. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Good for y'all. Well done. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Stay I mean, stay with it and just you know, it's hard sometimes because you see other people going on vacations and buying nice cars, and you still drive that minivan that is bent up and old and full of uh, cereals and just. <laughs> Keep on, keep on looking forward. Yeah. You're getting there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> not, not trying to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. I have a 15-year-old truck. She's got the minivan. And so we, we could obviously have bought better vehicles along the way. But getting out of debt was way more important than the car we drive or the clothes we wear. So just living within our means. and Well, and if you drive like no one else later, you can drive like no one else. Exactly. 
I mean, when you get back from Greece, you can go get a better car. That's you right. Know, you're used to putting eight, ten grand a month on stuff. You got you can save up money pretty quick now. That's right. Yep. Good. Good. I love this. Yeah, I, I, it's really great. So I'm curious to know when you guys were. You said you were Davish, but you guys were doing fantastic. Then you say, okay, we're taking on the house, and that kind of switch to serious commitment. How long did it take, or was it just? I mean, did you catch the momentum at some point, or was it really hard at first when you start to make that extreme sacrifice? I think it was hard at first, but we we sort of set up some systems to ensure that it would happen. Like I like to call it forced budgeting Mm -hmm. with auto direct deposit and free online checking accounts. Mm -hmm. We had a couple of different accounts. We had our mortgage account. We had our discretionary spending account. We had our bills account. And I knew exactly how much was going into each account every month automatically. It keeps you from accidentally bleeding over. Exactly. Uh So that extra mortgage payment would go in every month. It would automatically sweep out. Mm -hmm. And then again, when I got my bonus every spring, I would just go and pay that off. So yeah, when you can put smart on autopilot, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of us put dumb on autopilot. That's right. And, um, but if you can put smart on autopilot, that's a big deal. Way to go, guys. Way to go. How's it feel to be completely free? Feels fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can see another car real easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no <laughs> She's good. already been throwing some hints around. Ah, good. Yeah. Well, I, I heard them. I heard the hints. No, I hope so. you're picking up on them. Yeah. yeah that's the I, key. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be a used one. It's not going to be yeah. new. We'll one. pay yeah. cash for it. It'll be a used So car, what's the house worth? Uh, just over a million. Whoa. Yep. So you are Baby Steps millionaire. That's right. Yep. Not even counting the retirement, which I hadn't even asked about yet. How much is in there? Uh, a couple of hundred, about 300. Okay. Wow. And Way to go, a, y'all. Yeah. How old are y'all? Uh, we're in our mid-40s. I'm a little bit older than she is. Yeah, but. and you're Baby Steps Millionaires with a paid $4 million house. Fantastic. Yep. Woo! <laughs> I love it! Yeah! That's it. That's how you do it right there, man. Yeah! I like it, I like it, I like it. All right, we've got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires, the book for you, uh, since you are living it. And uh, also, we're going to give you a, a one-year subscri- membership to uh, Financial Peace University. And, of course, uh, you can give that away to somebody that's trying to get started, or you can go through it. Uh, it's got the new videos in it with Dr. John Deloney and Rachel Cruz and George Camel and me. It's the best videos we've ever done, so it's a great version of it. And a copy of uh, the Total Money Makeover as well. Uh, a lot of people get started with that, and you can hand that out to somebody that's inspired by your situation. All right, let's bring uh, Sophia and Tyler up. And what are their ages? Sophia is 10. Tyler's eight. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Good-looking family. Beautiful, beautiful. Well done. All right. Jason and Nicole, Sophia and Tyler, they are without Skittles. $245,000 paid off, house and everything, making them Baby Steps millionaires. Two and a half years it took them making. Two and a quarter to 275 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free Ready? scream. Three, Three two, two. One. One. We're, We're debt, debt free. free. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Woo Man. You know, it is interesting to me that when you 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 just something happens that causes you to look uh, over there and go, wait a minute. We can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of sitting there before. Mm-hmm. But they go, with our income and this debt, we can do that. We can. It's just just the realization that it's possible 
makes you go, well, then we should. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Because they'd already been very smart, uh, been very financially sound. And then they go, okay. And this is what makes this family very special is because it took a lot of sacrifice. So they're, they're, they're moving along, making really good income. And then to all of a sudden go, you know what? We're going to climb this final mountain. We really want to pay this house off. We want to, you know, we want to receive the benefits of what that's going to do for us to make us baby steps millionaires, to put us on a path to truly building crazy wealth and then go, it's going to be really hard. And he said it was hard at first. Yeah. And and yet he said, you know what? We're going to automate it. The automated discipline. I love that. That was a wonderful. And we're going to set some dreams. Yeah. You know where you can travel to if you don't have any payments? Anywhere you want. <laughs> That's right. That's what you can do right there. Yeah. Anywhere you want. You know what you can drive if you don't have any payments? Almost anything you want. That's true. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I really hope they have. Uh, they take a big pack of Skittles to Greece with them. <laughs> I think that's important. Uh, I I don't. You don't? I don't you don't like the Skittles? I, I think Skittles are fine, but I don't know. I don't think it's necessary in Greece. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. I think I I'm think, just talking about a theme. That's all. I know. I know. Just a I silly know. theme. Yeah. It's over. The Skittles are gone. <laughs> They're gone. It's done. This is the Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the Ken Coleman Show is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Uh, you know what I didn't say in that last segment, and I should have, uh, but I realized even more when we walked out to meet that couple at the break that just did their debt-free scream. Um, they completely changed their family tree, not just because of the numbers, but those two kids are dialed in. Mm-hmm. They are involved emotionally, intellectually. They know what's gone on. And he had two extra total money makeover books that he had purchased. One that we were to assign to the little young man and one to the young lady, and he's going to give them to them later to remind them again. Yes. Yeah. So not only is the lesson taught, but it's going to be reinforced later as they head into adulthood. And, um, I pity the young man mm-hmm. 
that wants to date little Sophia later who has a car payment. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> be like, I agree. Be like trying to take one of my daughters out, you know, yes. in high school, right? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you have a car payment? What? <laughs> right, right. What kind of loser are you? Keep on stepping, pal. You know, it, it is a credit to the intentionality of those parents. You yeah. Know, intentional. Well, it's, it's, it's They'll not, never forget this moment, those kids won't. They're old a, enough to remember It is truly this. a changed family tree, truly. Yeah. John is with us. John's in Reno, Nevada. Hey, John, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? So I know you say never buy a new car. Um, I'm in a bit of a unique situation. No, I say never um, buy a new car till you have a million dollar net worth. <laughs> so I've been wanting to get a truck for a while. Um, I have a pre-order reservation for a Rivian truck, which is this electric truck coming on the market. Yeah. Because um, I put a reservation in a while ago. Mm-hmm. My reservation price is like 78000 Current mm-hmm. price is down $100,000. Um, i am wondering if I should be considering buying this truck um, below 20, like 20% below MSRP or if I should get something used like a Tacoma or a Ranger for about half the price. I'll be paying cash for either. want to get your thoughts. What's your net worth? Uh, about five to six hundred k. Mm-hmm. You should buy a used car. All right. You know why? Because why? new cars go down in value, particularly brand new. The next DeLorean, which this Rivian may be. I don't mm. think it's the next Ford or Chevy. It might be the next Tesla, which would be a good thing for you, but it could be the next DeLorean. You know what a DeLorean is, right? Oh, yeah. The car in Back to the Future. Greatest car in movie history, mm-hmm. Dave. Yeah. It's also not made anymore. <laughs> That's true. It's it's now a prop. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to these trucks. I have no idea. I'm not an expert on that. Uh, but, you're, you know, not only are you buying a brand new truck, not but you're also buying an electric truck, which is a cutting edge thing and you're going to buy a brand that is a brand new brand in it's in its infancy and we have no freaking idea what the value of this thing is going to be five years from today and so you can't yeah, afford to take yeah. a hit that's 50 grand when you only have a half you're going to lose 10 percent of your net worth screwing around with an electric truck maybe maybe not but maybe um normally cars go in half in four years normal cars do from msrp and so if this thing maintains a normal pattern uh not worse than normal i'm predicting i think you got a high probability of worse than normal but if it maintains a normal pattern then um you know i just don't yeah so uh no i wouldn't do it but but you're gonna do it uh you already knew what we're gonna say for you called and so you're going to do it, but I wouldn't, and there's my reasoning. Yeah, well, he called you and asked you, you gave him a formula, and you got the chuckle. I had pictured his head going back. It was a chuckle, like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Because he's going, he's going, hey, but there's a reason why you have that formula. There's a reason why the percentage that you apply to that. Well, That's it, what I want people it, to if get. You, if you, it's, I mean, I, it's a math thing. Right. You know, when you lose your butt on stuff and you only have one butt it's it's a problem well, that's, you know that's I mean, one way of looking at you it. know when you when you lose 50 grand and you only have five hundred thousand to your name yeah that's a lot of money it's depreciating you're losing you got too many things going the wrong way while you're trying to build wealth yeah 
And uh, that's straight-up consumption mm-hmm. is what it is. And there's nothing wrong with consumption. There's nothing wrong with having a toy. And if you want to spend your money on that truck, that's fine. Uh, I mean, I, a buddy of mine just bought one of those things. And uh, I hadn't gotten a ride in it yet. But, um, you know, and I, I'm not going to get one. It's not my taste. But that doesn't get anything to do with it. But uh, the, the point is, my buddy, the guy that bought it, he's worth about $15 million. Yeah. If the battery catches fire like a Tesla and just burns the thing to the ground, it isn't going to kill him, he, as long as he's not in it. I mean, it's not going to bother him financially. He could take whatever, 100000 bucks out in the backyard and burn it, and it doesn't mm-hmm. – he's got $10 million. It's but but when you only got a half a million and you t- you you know you got a probability yeah. a high probability of losing at least fifty thousand bucks, then that's why I tell people not to buy new cars when because they go down in value like a rock. That's where Chevy got that like a rock. <laughs> Open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. George is with us. George in Orlando. Hi George. How are you? Hey Dave and Ken. Nice to talk to you guys. Uh, true pleasure. My, our pleasure as well, sir. How can we help? Okay, so I got a question. I bought a home uh, a few years back. Me and my, my current wife were dating. I bought the home uh, under my name. Now that we're married, should I or can I uh, do like a, a claim deed to add her name to the house? Or how can I do that? What, what do you guys recommend? Uh, if you want to, in most states, you can do what's called a quit claim deed deeding her an undivided marital interest uh it usually is very inexpensive less than a hundred dollars to prepare and less than a hundred dollars to record it at the courthouse if you want to go through that it depends on florida law and i don't know florida law well enough to tell you on this but a a good real estate agent or a, a an attorney real estate attorney that you have that's a friend of yours who just answer a question for you in tennessee in our state uh, when you are married and it's the principal residence, whether your wife is on the deed or not, she owns half of it. Oh, okay. So I if I got ready that. to say, if my house is deeded in my name and I got ready to sell it and I'm married, she has to sign off. She has half interest owner by law without even having her name on the deed in our state. And it's that way in a lot of states. In other words, she got nothing to worry about if that's the way it is in Florida. You don't have to go through all this. But if you wanted to do it as a symbolic thing almost, it shouldn't be that expensive. Just get with a title company or a real estate attorney and, and ask them how inexpensively they could do a quit claim deed. And it's just for an undivided marital interest. It's very simple. And it just basically puts up in the public eye, the public re- recording at the courthouse, that, you are, uh, that, that you're an owner. Or that she's an owner at that point. You're you're including her there, but um. So Ken, the rule with what's happening in real estate is, um, what's at the courthouse is all that matters. Mm. If it's not recorded at the courthouse, it didn't happen. Wow. It's uh. If you have a deed that was never recorded and it's in the drawer at home, you don't have a deed. Mm. You don't have title of the property. You're not the owner of the property. The recording at the courthouse is what gives you ownership in every state. Mm. Now, in this case, marital ownership may be there by law, and that would be kind of an exception to that. But um, but just keep in mind, if your name is not recorded at the courthouse as the owner of the property, unless you have a marital interest by law, then you are not the owner of the property. And uh, I'm shocked at how many people think they own something in real estate that have not bothered to go ahead and is, Put that, it at the courthouse. is that a function of when they did the closing, their closing 
a legal team or whatever. No, team. usually it's some inner family garbage. Something's passed like, around. Like, like my, you know, my daddy sold me this, okay. and, but I never went down and recorded the deed. Well, you didn't, you don't own it, bud. Uh-huh. You know, that's that's, right. that's typically where that crap comes up. Uh, okay. But if there's a closing attorney title company involved, they're pretty they're usually, judicious yeah, about yeah. getting it all done properly at the courthouse. So there you go. Ah, that puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Our thanks to Austin, Ben, Zach, Andrew, and James, and Kelly in the booth. Ken Coleman, my co-host, will be back with you before you know it. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, we've got more where that came from. Ever wondered how to win in business and leadership? I'm George Camel, host of the Entree Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear exceptional advice, origin stories, and practical strategies for success. These weekly conversations with America's brightest business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs will help you succeed in all areas of business and leadership. Listen to the Entree Leadership Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.